AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear, to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open, you be queen, you were fire, you were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters, they called you wisdom. Proverbs, on the backs of diamond-eyed schoolchildren who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, Son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come, dropping gem, dropping gem. Here we go. Welcome to the Dropping Gems podcast. I'm Debbie Brown. This is my show, and here's where we like to investigate higher consciousness through a lens that can be applicable to your everyday life. We're talking about a lot of things. Um, Huge thank you as always to everyone that has taken the time to leave a rating and a review in the App Store. Uh, There were a few reviews that I got in the last couple of weeks that really um, mm, dropped me into deep layers of gratitude. Um, And I definitely shed a couple tears at some of the things that I read. So I just want to share here that I'm deeply grateful for everyone that has bared their heart um, through the reviews there. So big, big, big love to you. I, this month, it has been really interesting. There is so much going on, has been so much going on with the planets, with the world, um, that I have been really exploring and experiencing my practice in new ways. 
And I'm really excited to have the guests that we have on the show today for the depth of her work, the depth of her spiritual teaching and knowledge, and the way that she occupies space in the world and grants so much permission and new perspective and deepening and shifting um, with the depth of the work and the movement and the tools that she utilizes. So on today's show, oof, we got a powerhouse. Today's show is featuring Jessamine Stanley. Jessamine Stanley is an internationally acclaimed voice in wellness, a highly sought after for her insights on 21st century yoga and intersectional identity. She's the founder of The Underbelly, a streaming wellness app and community, co-host of the podcast Dear Jessamine, and co-founder of We Go High, a North Carolina-based cannabis justice initiative. She's a regular contributor to Self Magazine. She's been featured on the cover of Cosmopolitan Magazine and covered in the New York Times, Vogue, Glamour, Sports Illustrated, among many other domestic and international media outlets. She's also the author of Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance and Everybody Yoga, Let Go of Fear, Get on the Mat, Love Your Body. Her Instagram is my name is Jessamine, and she has been seen um, with such beautiful words and offerings in Good Morning America, Yoga People Mag, all the places. And you know, even in saying that, I'm like, I don't even want to get too caught up in talking about these like so-called validating forces, right? Like these different outlets. All of that is amazing. But the deepest truth of the matter is she is a light worker, a light bearer, a deeply processed and informed healer in the world. She's exceptional. And I'm excited to share her with you today. So without further ado, welcome Jessamine Stanley to the Dropping Gems podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Honored to be here, honestly. I am so honored um, truly to share this space with you. And I am so blown away by your work. <laughs> Let me start there. Let me anchor that there. There were so, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to dive right in. So it's, it's, we're going to talk, we're going to explore so many things. You have two phenomenal books. Your, your latest book, Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance was just released this past June. Um, and I know that so many listeners are in the process of really deeply savoring it. And, you know, first, I really want to speak to the way that I connected to your work. And so we've all been on this spiritual path for our whole life. And I've been in deep study for at least a decade. And I found that yoga was the one thing that I wasn't naturally connecting to. And, you know, when you're kind of moving in in some of those spaces, especially like within the meditation community or some of really the the some of the deeper spaces of spirituality that we can find, yoga yoga is very often a part of the process for people. But then there's some of us that I noticed, and this really launched probably my deepest awakening when I was able to re-enter my body. That was my deepest, deepest level of awakening I've had yet. And it was the peace that I think I avoided throughout the, my entire spiritual path. And it's the peace I think I didn't understand. And so something I used to say, people would be like, do you do yoga? And I'd be like, oh, well, no, I haven't worked with that modality yet. Or like, no, like I'm not really into yoga, but I do this and this. 
And I searched myself. I would go to classes and I would say, what? And I would do it and it would feel good. But I'd say, why don't I love it? I love so many other parts of this spiritual journey, especially the shadow work. I'm someone that loves to deep dive in my crevices. (laughs) And I was just saying, why don't I love this? Why? And then it came when I started understanding that I was not inside of my body and what that even meant, what that even meant to be alive, but to notice that I couldn't feel myself inside. This is a (sighs) sermon. (laughs) Literally. Oh my God. Literally. It, I think that I, so I don't want to interrupt. That's what I've been telling myself. Just listen. listen. So I I want to receive what you're saying, but I have much to say. I want to, and I want to really reflect to you, you know, um, when I first started seeing your work and I think I first found you like on my Explorer page, when I first started seeing your work and even, even watching you light up before doing your yoga was so powerful for me. Like it lit inside of me this desire for movement. And I, and I want to share this for anyone that's listening that may be at this juncture of the pathway. But I remember even when I first started trying to be with my body, it was so clunky and awkward. You know, I felt, and I even felt embarrassed at the fact that I didn't know how to be in my body or move my body or be at peace with my body. Even though the exterior, sometimes we can get dressed up or we can go out and dance and do these things, but it's not the same. And the freedom that your existence, that your spiritual teachings and practice have given me are just profound. And I want to speak to that because what you offer, you know, and you say this actually really beautifully in your book. I have this written down that it's not, it's not about the postures, right? It's not about the postures. It's not about your downward dogs. It's not about your child's pose. It's not even about, you know, the savasana at the end. It is about the process of saying, I'm willing to be with me right now. And I'm willing to feel these pieces of my body that I may not have had access to and make peace with them and be acceptance, you know, be an acceptance of them and want to explore them. And so, you know, I just offer that to say, Jessamine, like you are a vessel of the divine. Like you are a sacred, sacred, exceptional being. And I'm so grateful that you exist. And I'm so grateful that you have been willing to offer your work in the world and you have been willing to share yourself at the deepest level possible. Oh, I am. I have to tell you. So much of that work, so much of that journey, so much of my truth, this whole, this go round, this body, this experience, so much of this, not my conscious choice. Like I'm telling you, Mm. if I could have stayed in a space of not attempting to accept my body not even like being like i would have stayed in unconsciousness as long as possible i would have Mm. been not i mean i even even in the um even in the expansion of what my work has become i have actively pushed back against like trying to engage 
spiritually with the connection that comes from impacting other people. I feel I find myself deeply critical of that impulse within myself. And it's only now that I am really coming to accept further that all of this is, everything is in its right place, that there's no need to try to fix anything or change anything or do, it's just, it's all where it needs to be. All you need to do is just look at all of it. And it's only in that space that I'm able to even like really receive you. And my gratitude is so immense. I hate to even try to put words to it because I, I feel like being able to be in this community wherein truly all of us shining our light, all of us like this, this, that sacred energy, I'm carrying the same Mm -hmm. as the person in the office next to me, in the office next to them. We are all, everybody. It's only because of all of us shining our light that I think I'm able to be present to myself at all. So I just, I feel a lot of gratitude to have this opportunity to connect with you, to connect with anyone outside of my house. And um, I just, I just hope to not take it for granted. Mm. Not take it for granted. It's so, yeah, glad to be here. Glad to be in community. Thank you for having me. Mm. What was your first remembrance of feeling at home inside of yourself? Mm. You know, when I think about being at home within myself and now when I feel the most at home within myself, I feel exactly the same as I did when I was like six years old. Mm. It's like summertime, whatever summer that would have been, summer of 93, maybe. And like, I am, I'm wearing a bathing suit as my outfit. That is my only thing to wear. I'm a cancer. So this is, this is what we do. (laughs) <laughs> and I am, I'm maybe if there's a shoe needed, I'm like putting on some, like my auntie's heels or something, my mom's heels. And I am just being, I'm not trying, I'm not doing anything. I'm just being. And that even the times that I can think of, oh God, the thing, okay. So this is the thing about, coming home to yourself is it is like a crash landing i don't know if you <laughs> but it's not like like i think that it sounds like it sounds total so hard and beautiful. you know it sounds like it's like yes i am at home with myself and it's like man it was rocky getting here because the time it's excruciating is so brutal. Like, I don't think, because I, I think before this time that I'm about to say, I don't think that I had actually 
consciously been aware of what was happening prior to this moment. That was, I think the moments before this were very, very beautiful, but also I did not hold on to them to any degree and I did not understand them. And so they, I, they passed through me and were me, but this one time, like, I didn't understand that the, the, the cataclysm that has to happen in order for it to happen. Like I did not get that it's going to be something real ugly and brutal that gets you there. But that feeling is like, Ooh, it's like coming home. It is like, it's not in the, it just in the most true way. Okay. So the time that I'm thinking of was, um, this is actually, I told this story in everybody yoga, I think. So if you are listening and you've read that book, then you know the story, but it was the last it was during my teacher training, my yoga teacher training. And I will say, you you alluded to this um, uh, earlier, but when I first started practicing yoga, I really did not, I was not comfortable engaging with what it meant to be home with myself. <laughs> I was not comfortable engaging with my, my spirit. I was, um, I was not comfortable acknowledging that aspect of self. And I felt very much that um, the physical practice was the reason, the the why, the motivator. And uh, during my teacher training, we did this exercise where we were paired up with another trainee and we were doing partner yoga together. And I found myself in a state of great anxiety because my body is so much fatter than the person that I was partnered with. And I was, I was so paranoid about hurting her and like what it was going to mean for me to hurt her. And so the whole practice I just kept apologizing over and over again. I would be like, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And at one point she literally just stopped me and she put her hands on my shoulders and she said, you do know you don't have to apologize for everything, don't you? And I I was, you know, you build that fire during the practice where it's just incinerating everything that does not need to be there. And so without even thinking, I said out loud, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I'm just apologizing for existing. And that, wow, as the reality, it stopped me cold. Because I was like, how long have I been thinking this? How long have I been feeling I'm apologizing for existing? What what is that connected to? What drinks did I have because I'm apologizing for existing? What places have I not gone? What people have I been in relationships with because I believe I don't deserve to exist? And it's beyond thinking like, oh, my body is okay and I deserve to be present in my body. It's like, I I am, uh, I am alive and a light, and I'm unable to engage with that at all. Mm. And I mean, it just, that experience, I've thought of it and described it as like 
it's like I had been, I didn't realize that I'd been looking at a foggy bathroom mirror, but that I, in that moment, it was like swiping down and I was actually looking at myself and I was like, who is this person? Who are you? This is, this is who I've been the whole time. And that is to me what it feels like to come home to myself. It feels like I am, this is all of me. This is the whole thing. And there are parts of it that I cannot even, it is to taste it in my mouth. It's scary, but that is who I am. And that is the truth. And it, that like coming home, which is not always fun. Sometimes it's really not fun. But like that, it it made me feel comfortable. It made me feel good. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are a holy experience. Wow. You. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm like just so grateful to be in conversation with somebody who is very much, you know, also doing this, you know, like also whatever this is. Because to your point, like I've been having a spiritual experience since day one. You know what I mean? But it's like, this has been, and it it doesn't even matter if you're conscious of it, but to be aware of it and to be able to connect with other people who are aware of it, I'm just so grateful. God. And it's the rarity of it, you know, I think is what makes it emotional. Like, I I don't know if I've yet cried on an episode, but right now my eyes are filled and I'm like, all right, girl, what's going on? But you, but you know what it, it, this is what it feels like for me, Jessamine, watching you in this moment being in your essence. Um, I am also, I'm also reminded of my divine nature and the way that I'm experiencing it with you right now is, you know, you are residing in the radiance of your holiness. You are. Yeah, you're a holy experience. And it's because of your willingness to be with you. And I think that's the piece that, you know, I just, my deepest desire with this show and with my life is I don't want to give people hacks. I don't want to give people tips and tricks. I don't want to sit up here and box myself or market myself in a way that's like, okay, so meditate to do this and do that. And yes, I'm a meditation teacher. I'm a wellness educator. It is the shadows. These are all the technologies for our human experience. These are all the pieces that allow us to unlock different levels. But it is the willingness to be with you in a way that is not shown in the world. It's a willingness to be with yourself in a way that doesn't have a name or a title or a formula um, or a package or a dressing or a comparative or a, it is the, I have no idea. I feel you. All of this is, but I know I am just at the deepest level possible meant to experience me. And it's even the laying down of the figuring out. And I think the place that I'm in personally now, it's the, yeah, I'm I'm constantly living in process, but there is no figuring out. Everything is theory until we leave this place, right? Like Literally, the whole thing, theory, full theory. The whole thing. <laughs> it, is, it is full scientific method, third or fourth step or whichever ones. I was not paying attention in class, but the parts where it's like, you're just testing the hypothesis. That's the whole thing. And then it's over and you're like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah. And it's, it's like falling into the acceptance of this is actually not a test I am going to get a score on that I'll necessarily know about, right? Like, it's like, I'm doing all of these things, but ultimately it is to survive this place right now. <laughs> legitimately. I always say legit, like I do yoga because I, ha- I practice yoga because I just, it's my medicine. Like it is the thing that I do so that I can just be around other human beings and like be chill and not lose my shit all day. That is, that's yeah. all thing. And the, and I use cannabis because that is how I, I'm like, that's my gift to other people because I feel like when I don't, then you can tell. And this is, there's just so many different things that we have to do to just be able to be okay with so many things that are not okay. They are not okay. This living in a world that is moving from a space of fear is not okay. And it's something that I think is such an interesting evolution on humanity and ultimately is very beautiful in and of itself. This whole, the chaos of this world right now is Mm. It is beautiful, but it is tremendously sad and very, very scary. And definitely like, it don't have to be this way, but the only way to like do anything about that or to be even just to not even do anything. This is where my practice is. It's like, you don't always have to do something. You can just be, (laughs) it's okay. No need to do something. So it's like, even just to be with it, I feel like just having the practices and to your point about hacks first of all i feel you on it i cannot even tell you i hate it's i hate calling myself a teacher of anything it hurts my feelings every time because i'm like i am a student that is it is in i am just i'm learning like every day is like i'm just learning and i think i'm a i'm a practitioner i just show up in my own practice and and the teaching is in the being and so if this is if there's anyone who feels that they've been taught by me it is only because i was just being about being and doing but at the exact same time and this is i only really was thinking about this when you were saying it i was like there is so much beauty in meeting people where they are and offering the tips and the legitimate hacks that make it possible because there's so many things that, I mean, had I not like, okay, there were, there's so many, like, especially with meditation, so many things that had I not like had that as a standard to work with. Yes. Would yeah. never have come to understand that it's all meditation and that there's yeah. that it's all just practice. Oh, that there's something. endless opportunities for meaning. But like that you have to have those experiences. So anyway, I'm like Yeah. And you know, and I, I so feel you on that because I think you, you know where my againstness might come in? It's more around the packaging because you know, something I like to express to everyone is we we're all teachers, right? Like we're all called to share. We are all called to reach the deepest level of our authenticity. And by nature of that, the radiance that comes from us is what teaches. It is what serves. And so I think in in this moment right now, I'm enjoying residing in that and saying, you know, much like, like, you know, the very famous quote, but be the change you wish to see in the world, the way that that really feels and looks is I am occupying so much fucking space within myself 
that it is effortlessly giving a permission and a guidepost for others. Be the change. I'm like, yo, people use this to say so many different things. And I'm like, that is the message. Take up the space, hold And it's not taking up, especially when we live in a world that wants you to be small, that wants all of us to be like trying to make us as small and compact as possible to be able to fit as many beings as possible. But the reality is that our light cannot be contained by any box. There is no, even the box of the body. So Mm -hmm. that to take out to, to allow yourself to be as big and vast as you are is just so, I mean, even one other person witnessing that Mm -hmm. and feeling and knowing within themselves that that exact same vastness is there, Mm. that 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 is all that they are. That's, that's how we shift. That's how we turn that big wheel. And I mean, we turn it and then something new happens. Yeah. Wow. Some fresh hell, you know, but it's a thing to do. Fresh hell. (laughs) (laughs) It's a way to pass the time, you know? Oh, my God. I love that you said that because that is exactly, I think, especially this last month, I think with all the the planetary movements, it was hell. It was hell for me. (laughs) Absolutely. Literally. Hard time. And I think, too, you know, it's like investigating investigating those pieces helps so much because when we start to understand the way that I experience it, some people may clutch your pearls as you're listening, but the way that I experience it is, you know, like we're we're in assimilation, like we're in this kind of experience that was crafted by God for God to experience itself. So, so much of our life is really about the opposites and reversals and then the constant refinements of the ways that we experience that duality. Humanity is meant to exist completely steeped in duality. That's what this planet is for, you know? And I think when I come into that space, and you spoke to this earlier where we were talking about, you know, being in acceptance of what also feels like unbearable compassion, like sometimes being alive and witnessing what's happening, one feels so profoundly empowering, even knowing that you have the ability to be soft in this or to be a soft place to land for others. But it's also it's also excruciating in a way that there isn't language for. And one of my spiritual teachers, um, I remember we were having a conversation and it's it was after um one of my friends was murdered and and I just sat and I just started weeping and I was like, I don't want to feel this much all the time. Like feeling this amount of love all the time, feeling this amount of pressure in my heart, even feeling divinity in a place that is really largely not divine in action um, in some ways can be perceived as that. It it is just excruciating. Um, and sometimes it's hard. It is hard, even as a light worker, even as someone who is deeply rooted in the work, even someone, you know, I know I'm in the lineage of Christ consciousness. And sometimes you wake up and you say, Do I really want to be in this place? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, okay, I just, okay. Um, gather 
I feel like that experience of I don't want to feel all of this. Mm. I just, I cannot tell you how deeply that resonates. I just, I think that, um, and I think it's because, because of being a light worker, because of being so, so tapped into the truth that that is even something to be aware of. And it is just, God, I mean, just the most beautiful, the most, I don't think that, um, I think the hardness of it and the fullness of it and the, the bigness of it all, I think lets us, skirt underneath the surface sometimes just to not have Mm. to experience all of it wow and that i just think it's so so beautiful and what this experience is for and i think that complaining about it is allowed that's a part of it like it's it's like it's gotta be i'm like man don't say i can't complain about something i'm like it, especially when the shit is so heavy, you know, like when it is so, especially yeah, when it's yeah, the things that are hardest. This was part one of a beautiful, expansive conversation with Jessamine Stanley. Thank you so much for joining us in this moment. Um, so much beautiful depth. Uh, has been shared so far. Really, really enjoying this conversation. Join us for part two. We're going to deep dive even further into Jessamine's work and into ways that we can experience our bodies, ourselves, our growth, our healing more fully. Thanks for being with us. Namaste. Hey, find me on social. Let's connect at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram, or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Tribble and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.